dogs. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. Joining me always is Keegan Chanel. I am Chio Chibuye. You guys know what it is. So, Keegan, we are here now in, what, middle of July with some news. It hasn't been, June did not really end as exciting as we kind of thought, um, being that we missed on Arch Manning on the recruiting trail, ended up going to Texas, giving them a huge boost in the rankings. But Georgia has not been a slouch. Uh, Georgia's been making some noise, not only for 2023, but the 2024 and the 2025 cycle. Wanted to start with 23, though. Um, just kind of your impressions. Let's start with Arch Manning, what you thought of Georgia missing on him and what that means for Georgia moving forward with the QB room that we have now and the recruiting implications there. Yeah, I think we're like maybe almost seven, eight weeks out, somewhere in between there from the start of the season. And Following the Arch Manning thing, you know, everyone hypes up all the, any of the young guys coming up with the five stars next to their name and just having the Manning name, the whole saga. You know, honestly, it makes more sense logically that Arch didn't come here, and it makes uh, more sense that we should feel good about the QB situation we have. Like, we already have a lot of talent. That room would have been, like, the most talented on paper QB room ever. So the odds of that happening weren't like unlikely because, you know, we were in the hunt, but just the whole situation in, in, uh, in hindsight really is just, it would have been an excess of like riches having three five-star quarterbacks, you know, one of which being like a household Manning name on our team was just kind of a little bit of a stretch. It would have been cool. I would have loved it, but overall Georgia's in a good position. We didn't need Arch Manning to have a great QB room like, Kirby started himself. It's his best QB room he's had. And it might be, you know, uh, top three ever in Georgia history. So uh, I think we just have a lot of talent on paper. You know, it's like who's who's going to show up and, you know, prove that their stars mean something. That's a different story. But I'm not, like, hurt by it. I was uh, disappointed on an investment level at first. But then, you know, it makes sense and the day goes on. And, it just makes the state of Texas more interesting. I can't wait to see those Texas, Texas A&M matchups with the amount of talent finally kind of, you know, evening out over there because Texas is one of the big football states. They do have, you know, two of the best programs ever, some of the best fan bases. Uh, so it'll be cool to see that rivalry pop off in the future. And we keep moving on now. I know we got some big recruits. Speaking of recruits, you know, it's kind of, all we got is football fans to talk about in the offseason. Uh, hopefully that's what you're talking about, not any kind of coaching drama. Uh, who we got, man? Who we got? Let me let me say a piece on Arch Manning before we move forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I think there was a lot of uh, the skies falling initially. And, mm -hmm. um, and not just that we're past it now, but like, on on the boards like if you watch people are always just like oh well what is like george's like we failed we failed because we have arch manning like 
take a second and look at the QB room. We've got a national defending quarterback coming back for an extra year. Carson Beck and Brock Vandergriff are going to be competing for next year. And whoever starts there will start probably next year. And then one more year granted Carson Beck doesn't come next year and have an NFL type caliber draft worthy season. And then we've got, honestly, some people want to nitpick about the arm strength and the, the, you know, the dual threat ability that Brock Vandergriff and, um, uh, the quarterback from Rabin uh, County has after him. Um, why is his name escaping me? Um, the what's the younger Gunner Stockton? Gunner Stockton. I think he's probably the most talented out of the bunch. I mean, anybody who breaks Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence's high school quarterback records for passing or touchdowns or whatever it is, that guy's going to be serious. That guy's going to be serious, especially with the team that we're building here. So. Um, you know, try to tell people like we're, we're good on that. You don't have to have a five star every year because quarterbacks can't play every year. You want a quarterback that's at least good enough to play for two years, get drafted. So one one year gap, completely fine. So good for Texas. Good for Arch Manning. He will bring that program back to prominence. He is the he is the program now. It, it just makes sense instead of like, oh, a national championship in Georgia got a good quarterback. So that's good for him and his brand. Best of luck to him and the Manning family. Um, all the way around. Uh, but yes, let's focus back on Georgia um, for the class of 2023. Glenn Schumann is going bonkers right now. Absolutely bonkers right now. We recently landed Raylan Wilson, an inside linebacker from Tallahassee, Florida, uh, was committed to the University of Michigan, decided to decommit, and then so- shortly after commit to the University of Georgia. This guy is talented, is really an understatement, 6'2", 220, runs runs like a horse his father i believe was a professional athlete as well so the genes are all there um he's the number 72 overall uh commit for the 2023 class uh, and he now joins cj allen so again glenn schumann is putting together uh, another impressive linebacking room uh keegan i don't know if you watched any film Uh, i'll tell you right now this guy can run but what are your initial thoughts on Raylan Wilson and the type of players that we see Glenn Schumann bring in to this program and put out to the NFL on a consistent, consistent basis? Well, you, you're kind of just hoping that the inside – so at the position of uh, linebacker in general, I would say that linebacker at Georgia is, you know, it's right up there with running back and tight end. and you have the the history of you got a guy like Roquan who's proven himself now in the NFL level, but at the college level was extremely dominant, Buckus Award winner. Um, you know, really just left a legacy at Georgia, stepping into his shoes. Uh, <clears throat> you got Nicobe Dean, who also Buckus Award winner, elite star, you know, just a big reason uh, that Georgia was able to capture that national title, the heartbeat of the defense as far as just the leader spoken leader and kind of got snubbed at the NFL draft but you know I think the Eagles got still but just that legacy of the position so Raylan Wilson kind of reminds me of those guys and it's just amazing that the uh, the song keeps on playing here at Georgia especially that position and and it is a matter of having elite talent at positions and when you really get into it like we are you see that like position coaches are as important as head coach hires in the overall scheme of things. Like the head coach might, uh, you know, put his staff together. Maybe like the, the right coach has the right eye 
for putting the staff together, but like the, the position coaches really can lock down a position for years to come and like have a dynasty, so to speak, of talent at that position for, you know, stretches of three, five, six, ten, however, however many years. And, you know, it's uh, it's hard to sustain and keep the position coaches that are going to recruit at an elite level, develop at an elite level. But right here, uh, Glenn Schumann really has a dynasty going and, and guys he's able to do that with. And Raylan Wilson has that elite speed, that lockdown, run across the field, close it down speed that we saw from Roquan and Nicobe Dean. And honestly, those guys are like, uh, they're just, it's, it's hard to find other guys like that. You know, you had maybe, uh, what is it Devin White? from LSU. Yeah. Was yeah. Kind of that that type of you know, mold. Yeah. That's a rare thing in the, the football game today, modern football. The, I, I would almost argue that you could call the the inside linebackers of that mold. Those guys are like, just kind of like how some tight ends are basically receivers. These, these type of linebackers are really like super safeties, you know, honestly, yes. we're looking at like how they close, yes. how they have that ability to cover the athleticism. And yes, yes, yes. The yes, length. Yes. Yeah. So that's like, so they're, that's cool that they're doing that. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And I think Braylon Wilson has the potential to be that kind of guy at Georgia. So really a solid uh, lockdown of that position. And that's really all we got. You know, if we had, just above average players at the positions that you might not think of being elite at Georgia and then, you know, a, a continuation of locking down the elite talent at the positions we know of, um, you're going to be in the conversation, you know, at the bare minimum. So it just gives you some confidence that we're not going to go uh, 0-12 this year <laughs> and, and that uh, these guys are going to have a chance to compete with anybody, so. Yeah, Schumann, Schumann is on top of it. And like I said, he he joins an already talented linebacker in C.J. Allen. And then the next target, another Florida boy in Troy Boyles. Um, yeah, Boyles, Bowles. I think it's – yeah, Bowles. Okay, Bowles. Yeah, Sorry, Boyles. <laughs> Bowles. This is the son of the uh, now head coach. He was defensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now the head coach since um, – uh, Bruce Arians stepped down and he, his commitment is coming July 16th. Now I, I didn't mean to find this little, little nugget of knowledge, but what I saw was that um, in addition to him being the son of a defensive coordinator, so you know, he's going to be talented and knowledgeable. His brother actually, I think currently plays defensive back at Rutgers, which means either last year or the year before, or at least in recruiting, um, his brother was recruited by Fran Brown, who came from Rutgers, who is now the DB coach at the University of Georgia. So there is a familiarity there, a relationship there. And you know, as a coach, he's definitely spoken with, uh, spoken with dad, you know, and like they could at least pick each other's brain and like, hey, what do you plan to do with my son? Or this is what my son's capable of. So I think that really the the predictions, the crystal balls, whatever, already pointing Georgia's way. But I think those are the little things that we don't get to see normally as fans underneath the surface as to why a school may be um, picked over another school. So um, if we can land a trio of these three inside linebacker talented guys, like just look for Georgia to establish itself as well, a linebacker you as well. Yeah, and these guys all know each other. Like C.J. Allen tweeting, tweeting uh, about this very thing talking about you know getting the trifecta or the trilogy or any other tri word you want to 
throw in there. And I feel like these guys uh, might have more of a connection. It'd be interesting to see. But I think anytime you have the guys that pair up well and become friends in recruiting, that's kind of a trend we're seeing. And, you know, honestly, I knew Arch Manning was going to Texas when I saw the photos. You know, he just looked looked like kind of enthused at Georgia and like hype at Texas. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> like, you know, so I think, you know, when the guys connect and have a good time <laughs> in general, I think it just makes the world a difference. And these guys seem close. And yeah, I think that would be an amazing haul for the position and just the future of the linebacker room. And you just don't see it. You just don't see that level of elite talent all coming together at like, you know, the same. That could be the, the defensive backfield right there. So, yep. Uh, and, um, 20, 2025. <laughs> yeah, Georgia is not stopping. Um, at the 2023 cycle, Georgia also landed four-star wide receiver Nye Carr and Landon Thomas, five-star, number one tight end of the 2024 class. Both of them from Colquitt County, uh, both going to be offensive weapons for that class. Immediate surge for the class of 2024. Nye Carr um, being more of a speed guy. I think also in this offense, if you've kind of noticed the trends for UGA, um, we we don't need now we we do develop wide receivers. This this uh, negative recruiting that oh Georgia doesn't throw the ball to the wide receivers that that's not true. It's just I think what we are doing we still focus on our running backs and our tight ends are such hybrids receiving tight ends that can also block and do damage elsewhere. I think Georgia's kind of wanted to go tight ends are such a mismatch, kind of like you're saying how we have linebackers who are essentially safeties and how that's such a mismatch on the defensive side, our tight ends are the same thing. So, um, but we have a lot of speed at the wide receiver position and don't count out people like uh, Nicole Hardman, who's been drafted uh, uh, Ridley Pickens. Like we we've got wide receivers here and that's not the thing. AD Mitchell coming through lab McConkey. We develop. So I don't, I don't want to hear none of that. Nycar is the next one well, that's going to be great. And a speedster in his own right. Check this out. You're talking, I'm just thinking. So Georgia's, if you go and look, I saw this recently, Georgia's in the top five of receivers taken in the draft, number of receivers taken in the draft in the that's last five, like five, yeah, five six years. Absolutely. They're, they're in the top five. <clears throat> I believe they're number four. And if you look at the talent they've gotten for recruiting at receiver, you know, they're maybe like 15. Excuse me. So I feel like, you know, that speaks volume about their development. To be in the top five, the other people in the top five are in the top five in recruiting at receiver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and days. you got to look at those programs too. Those programs have really opened it up offensively. The Clemsons, the exactly. Ohio States, the Alabamas, LSUs. Like, if that's exactly. who we're competing with, like, so be it. Because, like, we're, we're be, also developing and running the ball I mean, and getting our tight ends involved. I'm happy yeah. with that. And that Exactly. And now we're opening it up. Now it's actually going to completely change and we'll, you know, we might move up in that list, which is kind of scary. So exactly. I think, you know, that, that narrative is, uh, in it's my just negative recruiting. honestly, I want the, t the type of people that that is going to really affect are the type of players as a fan. I don't want on the team, you know? So if you're a player that's just looking at it, like how many times can I touch the ball? Not like how good, can I get while I'm at the school? You know, like yeah. I, I always want, I always want the guy that's going to work hard. And yeah, Kirby, Kirby doesn't want those players either. Which again, that's the thing that gives me confidence in our program is that the guy at the top understands what's important. Yeah, we love five stars, but like not at the cost of, hey, we've got a, a four star guy in state who's really going to buy into the system. 
Like, well, look I, at our look at our QB room. You got a national championship winner, a walk on. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, a, a, a tall, lanky, raw talent in Carson Beck. A uh, you know, well-rounded, uh, proven champion, five-star in Brock Vandergriff, and the guy who broke all the records <laughs> set in Georgia for like Absolutely. touchdowns. So. I mean, if you're a receiver and you have a brain and you're you're thinking about it, you're probably going to be like, well, look, that's got to be a factor. You know, it might not be the factor, but you look you look at that list, NFL guys taken. You look at who we got in the wings. You look at how our offense is trending, where it's headed, and what we do this year is going to kind of lay down even more of that. Like, I would be shocked if at the end of the year, like we know this is basically going to happen. I would be shocked if that it doesn't happen. So. Um, I think we got a good thing going there and, you know, just bringing it back to uh, some of the recruiting, you know, you look at the, how the NIL thing is going, we got some, you know, some familiar faces, but not guys that we have seen in a minute uh, in, in that list. You know, we got Tennessee. If you just look at, you know, two, four, seven, I'm looking at it now. You got Tennessee number five, Clemson up to number three. You know, they don't usually recruit that well. Notre Dame number two has happened in a while. Ohio State number one, you know, that's a new level for them. And that's kind of coincidentally the guy, you know, the guys with like the most market share. If you look at like social media impressions, they're ranked first for that. And, you know, like NIL people who are getting consulted by, you know, they're uh, basically, you know, agents to be, uh, they're telling them stuff like that, you know, look at the brand numbers, you know, like if you're trying to grow your brand, you know, that's going to affect your your money in the future so it's, it is a factor you know it's not all the all the factors but um we're sitting here at number nine with some guys like samuel pimba um in pimba on the board i, I don't know exactly his name but um that dude is a beast you know he's like the edge rusher of all edge rushers so if we can land him that's really gonna you know not just like move us up on the charts but really kind of solidify another really great defensive class which is how we've so far, won championships. So, you know, I, I feel good about that. What, what do you have to say just about kind of the new NIL direction and just, you know, uh, the fact that Tennessee's sitting here heavy at number five? Uh, that's, you know, to me, that's a good thing because, you know, we need some competition. The East has been weak. I want the program to be good. I still, but then I want it to mean more when we beat you guys, if y'all are listening. So, uh, wh what do you have to say just about the new direction of recruiting? How, how we're kind of sitting now comparatively and um, how you think this class can kind of wrap up considering uh, where we're ranked and how we kind of at least, you know, it's not rankings on everything, but what, what are you thinking, bro? Um, a quick tidbit on class of 2025. We do have a recent commit from Philly, uh, Jabari Wallace Coleman, uh, kind of we've had good luck with running backs from Philly. Uh, everyone remembers DeAndre Swift. So, I don't like to get too, too excited about recruits from that far out, but please pay attention to that. Uh, and, and yeah, the NID, the NIL um, is definitely starting to change some things ranking wise. And uh, if you are into recruiting, like I am, if you notice, you're going to see Texas tech, Texas, A&M, Texas, all these schools with have a lot of money oil or whatnot that want their program to be successful. <clears throat> they're starting to see bumps. And then you have these older prominent programs, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn state with boosters who have the money, like, Again, is it going to change everything on field right away? Absolutely not. But getting one five-star at the QB position or at a defensive end or linebacker or wide receiver, that's going to boost 
rankings and then you're going to see some on-field success. So it's going to change a little bit, but I think UJ has already started a very good thing and that'll, that'll keep us afloat until, you know, it's not like we don't have boosters as well. So it'll change, but don't get too caught up. And as of right now, as you mentioned, we're number nine class in 24 seven and number 13 in rivals, and we're doing a good job and we don't have as many commits as other programs do, but our average recruit and our ranking is still pretty high. So that's what you want to see uh, from a quality program. Um, and then I wanted to say this real quick, uh, just because for the sake of time, because we've been talking about it and it's becoming more apparent after the draft at our recruiting halls that we are getting, but not only is UGA been known for, or had a claim to RBU running back university. It's now looking like we're turning into tight end you with another number one tight end coming for 2024 and all of the athletes that we have now and in the past linebacker you don't even have to say anything after that last draft i mean we who's better than us at linebacker over the last three four five years and then you may not see it right now but i'm telling you right now we are about to become dbu this recent haul last year and that the first rounders that we put in that put it out or put out it's 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 starting to get scary so this defense that kirby is building is a monster and they're just going to have to start calling us football you overall because we're just recruiting at every position at such an extreme level. Um, but quickly, before we run out of time here, SEC Media Days are next week in Atlanta. The Dogs will have their time on stage next Wednesday. And obviously, the, the Bulldogs are going to take Stetson Bennett, national champion, uh, national champion quarterback, Nolan Smith, D-end, and then SVPG, Cedric Van Pran Granger, uh, the leader of the offensive line. Um, well, we'll hop into some of that next podcast. And then after that, I feel like after the dog days are done, that'll just give us an easy transition into fall camp. And then the goals for UJ going into 2023, there will be a lot of talk about what can UJ do to repeat? We don't worry about repeating. We worry about winning the East, getting back to Atlanta. And then obviously they'll talk about some of these conference changes, even though the SEC looks to stand pat after adding Texas and Oklahoma for 2025. Keegan, appreciate you so much. Dog Nation, it is always a pleasure. And as always, guys, you know what it is. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs.